Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Welcome to another uh, Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Nicole, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, it's summer. It's really hot. <laughs> I know. You know. I'm in Dallas and it's really, really hot. Oh, too. I should not uh, complain to you, should I? <laughs> I it's it's funny because um, on Tuesday and Thursdays I uh, join this running club, and uh, it's it's at 7 p.m. was when that starts. Is you mm-hmm. know we'll do hill work and we'll do uh, uh, fat speed work and stuff like that, and it's just miserable. And it's really, really hard to run five or six miles doing speed work and hill work. So, yeah. I bet. Yeah. 98 degrees plus, you know, 105 kind of heat index or 109. Look, some people are hot. It's hotter in some areas, but, you know, you still got to get out and do stuff. You know what I mean? I uh, My secret is I go out in the morning. I try to get yeah. up at like six and go for a walk before it gets hot. Smart. Where do you, it doesn't where work do you live the again? other way in the winter. Uh, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm oh, you're North. in Wisconsin. Still gets um, pretty warm there, right? It gets hot in the summers. I just, yeah. I wish in the winters I could get up early in the morning. I'd be warm in the morning. <laughs> exactly. And that, that doesn't work out. So <laughs> the cold but, is, is a lot tougher, right? So it's, uh, that's, you gotta, you gotta love skiing. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we're, you guys uh, at Zendesk have been working on a lot of uh, cool things over the last, six or seven months. And and I thought, you know, it would be really cool to kind of talk about some of those things that you're doing, like user groups, you guys started a podcast, but, you know, more importantly is kind of, you mentioned this in the beginning of our pre-show was kind of this ecosystem of how do you build up to that, right? And yeah. uh, that that was intriguing to me. So I wanted, wanted to kind of kick that off and, and start, you know, let's talk about that. You know, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey. So I've been at Zendesk a little over six and a half years now. And when I was hired, my job was to make sure that we were getting good answers to questions mm-hmm. in the Q&A topic. So not even across the whole community, just the Q&A topic in one of five product communities. Okay. So like that was a very specific, very small very. corner of the world compared to where I'm at today. And mm-hmm. You know, first we like, we got those questions dialed in and then I was like, okay, I think we need to do community strategy for the whole community and not manage the topics as like, (laughs) cause the time it was literally like people from different teams were managing different individual topics. And so there's no sort of overall strategy or cohesiveness to it. You know, this is back in the early days when we were, everybody was still figuring out (laughs) really what community looked like. So we took that over and then we were like, well, we should just have one community instead of five because if Mm -hmm. users went to the wrong spot to ask a question you had to just be like oh go log into this other website over here and so we merged them together and then it was like all right well the community is pretty dialed in and we kept being like as far as promoting the community and marketing it it was just sort of this always on thing there's no like call to action or urgency of like why you needed to go to the community today yeah and so we started thinking about doing like AMAs, like Reddit style, right? Yeah. Like, okay, let's let's have point in time events where we can like encourage everybody to show up this day. And at that point, our community was very like support focused. Yeah. Um, because we've now moved to orgs three times. I don't even know if I told you that we've we've moved again. 
Uh, I th- no, I think you did last time we spoke or you okay. were saying you're moving. Yeah. So we'll build that all in. But so we decided to do AMAs and the whole idea was like, let's take a question that lots of people, like we get lots of tickets about and let's bring some experts to the community and have everybody ask their questions on that topic and just get a whole bunch of answers. Yep. And then boom, now we'll have all these resources in the community on this, you know, great question topic. Love it. Yeah. Well, it was awesome, except that people kept asking where they could watch it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, no, it's, it's in the forum. It's a discussion. You post it and yeah. you answer. And they're like, okay, so is there a recording? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so finally, after a few months, we're like, well, let's give the people what we want. And that was how we got into doing webinars. Yep. And so that was where we started. Like, that was all sort of like the pre-journey, right? Of building mm-hmm. up like, okay, getting the community strategy in place. And once we moved into webinars and we now had this secondary component and it happened off platform because, you know, now you have to use something that does video conferencing. Zoom um, or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was where we started being like, okay, this is cool. Now we have this neat flow between like people coming into the community and then they like see each other in person, quote unquote, at the event. And then the event produces a bunch of content we can bring back and yes. have conversations. And you started getting that little like, you know, the, the arrows that are pointing at each other. Right. And I was like, well, where else can we go? And what mm-hmm. else do we need to do? And you and I think really... a lot alike. It's just so funny. Like I already <laughs> so know what's what next, say, but yeah. But anyways, keep going, keep going. Well, I love it. <laughs> you get me so excited. That was, that's where I sort of started to zoom out and be like, okay, we've been really focused on being this support community. And that was around the same time that we ended up moving from support into integrated marketing. And we were part of what was called the digital events team, because Mm -hmm. now that we were doing events, it made a lot of sense for us to work with the other team that did all of our big webinars. And that's where we started doing things like even just recently you saw, we had a relate event. We did a bunch of product announcements and then we had a bunch of deep dive events in the community afterward where people could actually come and like dig in and find out more about like Zendesk AI was a big one, right? We announced that and then we had the product managers actually come and unpack it and talk about it and demo it. And that was really exciting. So it made a lot of sense for that. Um, And so then we were looking at like, okay, well, this is great, but we can't really scale events too much because we're we're just our little small team. And even though we're working very cross-functionally, you know, we started working with product marketing and product managers on those webinars, it became clear that like people really love the events. They really mm-hmm. love the opportunities to talk to each other. Um, so one, we knew we needed to do more of them, but figure out how to do that without having to hire a whole bunch more people on my team. Mm-hmm. And two, people were asking for things that were very niche. You know, oh, I want to talk to other knowledge managers and really drill in on knowledge management. Or I want to, you know, talk to people about how to do this one specific thing. And I had always wanted to do user groups we didn't really have user groups at Zendesk the way you usually think of it. We would have like maybe like semi-annual meetups mm-hmm. that was more of a marketing event. It was more like we're yeah. ready to go and do a presentation and then we'll pay for happy hour kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, when that when everything moved digital, then it was like, well, now how do we do this and make it interesting and connecty? Um, connecty is definitely a very professional word, by the way. For I was about to say, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what's yeah. a connecty? <laughs> no, I like it. Um and that was where I was like, you know, we've got some individuals here and we literally had someone, we, we started thinking about user groups and how we could empower end users to host meetups on these smaller things 
and really do it over time so that they build up community with those individuals. And right around them, we had somebody come in our community and say like, Hey guys, will you please give us the keys to the castle and let us facilitate our own gatherings? And we were like, actually, yes, here's the application form. And, you know, we got our, our user groups launched and it took a while because we had to do, we decided to go with Bevy as a platform provider. And so we had to go through that whole process of, of onboarding that and then yeah. creating all the training materials and creating branding for this and talking about how we were going to manage and orchestrate it. Um, but we kicked off in November and our goal was to launch with five groups and we had 11 because there was so wow. much enthusiasm. That's we had people crazy. just volunteering all over the place to lead groups. Um, and so then throughout this year, we've just been continuing to scale. And, you know, some of the first meetups for those groups were like three people or four people. And we have one now that regularly has over 150 that attend. Um, like face-to-face or is this virtual? So it's all virtual because, of course, when we started this, at least when we started planning this, we were still very much in in the COVID space of people not really being ready to get together yeah. in person. Yeah. The other thing that we saw is that hybrid space unlocked the opportunity for us to have groups that weren't location-based. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm much more interested in talking to other community managers than I am to just talking to people who work in a similar field in Madison, right? Or like other software users in Madison. Especially if it's Um, virtual, who cares? Exactly. And so our biggest groups actually are these ones that will probably never go to in-person because they're arranged around a job title or, Mm. um, you know, we've got one for developers. We've got one just for SMBs. So they can talk about the things that are unique to smaller businesses. We've got one for admins. We do have some location-based ones and we've actually put together a little bit of like a fund to start allowing them to meet in person, but it's been interesting. Everybody like likes the idea of moving to in-person, but hosting virtually is working so well Mm. that they're like, yeah, it'd be great. We should do that someday. (laughs) And we're still seeing a lot of groups like continuing to, to meet in person or online. And you've just switched your background. You're on the beach now. Yeah. I was, my (laughs) wife walked in, so I didn't want her to. Oh, you know, <laughs> but Fair I don't enough. like that background. Um, I have some questions for you because I think that uh, yeah. um, they're relevant. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, we'll back up. And I'll probably get a little bit tactical, but I kind of want to get a little bit more business focused on some of that because it's yeah. very intriguing. So you bought Bevy um, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, you started doing these user. We're using Bevy. We didn't acquire them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for, sorry. For clarification. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You bought their platform to to do yes, these things yes. or whatever, right? Like you, you know, got it. Um, and you know, you had people that were already interested in doing some of these things. How'd you kind of start building that interest? And 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 then lots of other questions from there because because I'm I'm thinking about some of this too. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing was obviously promoting it in the community, right? At, at our community events, in our forums, letting people know, hey, we're launching user groups and these are for users by users. So we are looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started there. I, we also did some paid social media so we could target uh, existing customers and kind of get the word out. But really the most effective, honestly, has been to work with the account managers, right? So those folks that have existing relationships with customers and to go out to them and say, hey, do you have any customers who or maybe looking to build up their leadership profile, um, people who are really enthusiastic, who might be good leaders, that kind of thing. And so we're kind of getting that warm introduction from there. Um, And then of course, the next direction that we expanded the communities, we recently launched a customer advocacy program. 
And now that program Mm -hmm. is also going to help us source leaders because as we're getting people into there who want to volunteer and be more involved with all things Zendesk, we're able to then get in front of some of those individuals as well. Do you own that? Do you own customer advocacy or is that somebody else? Uh, We co-own it Mm. with the customer marketing team. And actually in our most recent sort of reorganization, we are now part of the customer marketing team. So it's community and customer marketing all came together um, under one roof. And so that's been really cool that we did this cross-functional project and it ended up just sort of bringing us together as a, as a group all at once. Yeah. So, uh, so let's say, um, I'm a user and I want to be kind of this, uh, leader or whatever you call it. Um, how does that work? Like I now have access to this bevy thing, right? Is that right? Like from a customer standpoint and I can start inviting users to attend my webinar or, you know, what does that look like? Exactly. So when somebody volunteers, um, we do actually do this little interview process, talk to them about expectations, make sure they're going to be a good fit. Um, because yeah. you know, running a user group while it's volunteer activity, it's, it takes some time. You need to be yeah. it, ready to, to take all of it on. Um, I'm always amazed that people are, but we have some wonderful people that are really excited about it and just it's pretty crazy amazing work. It? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's really cool to see. And I mean, what a great way to build up your resume and things too. You know, if you're looking to make the jump from, I see to people manager and you've never managed anyone running a group like this is a great way to point to your ability to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but so then we do some onboarding, talk to them about best practices, teach them how to use the tool. Um, we have a brand kit that we hand them so mm-hmm. they can create their own marketing, but they have to use the Your visual brand. language that our creative team has established just so that, it, you know, we don't end just, up running afoul of the overall. It brand. is a Zendesk thing, right? So they, yeah. Yep, exactly. And then, um, yeah, they get access, they get their own chapter page and they can start promoting things. And of course we help market as well. So we help promote, Hey, there's a new, actually there's a new user group in Texas, uh, Chris. So they're having their first meetup next week. And so we'll promote that there's Texas really big, but yeah, it is Dallas based. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, well, and again, it's virtual. So it's starting off as statewide. And then once we get enough members, we may break into, you know, more city specific things. Um, but yeah, so then we, we help promote it and then we teach them how to promote it. And so it's interesting because actually a lot of facilitating the user groups is largely teaching the leaders how to market, how to promote yeah, their events, how to stuff. promote their chapters. Most of them come in ready to run a conversation with other users. And it's yeah. actually the act of like, how do we get the users into it? That yeah. is the biggest hurdle for people. Um, Even us. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. For it's, everybody. It's so- working out. <laughs> No, that's great. And so when, let's say I invite you, Nicole, to my chapter. So you have to go in and you put your email in or something like that. And then yep. your information. And then now Zendesk owns all that information. Is that right? And you can do what you'd like or how does that work? So we do own the information, right? We do retain it. Um, we are, of course, pretty strict around our data practices, right? Sure. So we've definitely had like... Um, other teams come in and be like, Hey, can I get a list of everyone that's been to a user group? I want to send them an email. And we're like, no, no. <laughs> you can't just use this as a marketing or sales tool. It's really got to be yeah. specific to user groups. And I think that's one of the keys for us is really retaining the integrity of, Hey, this is a community thing. One of the key aspects is that we maintain trust with our customers. And that means that we're not taking that data and information and using it for other objectives. Now, of course, these are existing customers. We already have their names and email addresses <laughs> yeah, somewhere but, I mean, else. 
But within the system, yeah, you got to. But I mean, I can invite as a chapter leader, I can invite my friends that I know in Dallas or outside of Dallas that can come that aren't even part of Zendesk because we're talking about not necessarily Zendesk. We're talking about practices on how to do our jobs better. Right. And so, you know, the way I I I guess I'm I'm just trying to understand, like, what is the business value? Like, Mm. I, I get okay, community. We're doing all these community engagement actions, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's right. doing some things around. That's good. And that's our jobs. That's what we have to do. But that's at the end of the day, in my opinion, that is not enough to drive outcomes to the business. Because at the end of the day, everybody, you know, whether it's the marketing leader or customer success leader or whatever leader, wants, uh, are driving their own business outcomes and saying, hey, it's either revenue it's either you know uh you know whether it's renewals or product adoption and those things and they're trying to prove that so in my opinion community should be doing the same things i'm not saying it's easy or whatever don't get me wrong like it's it's not that simple in addition to all the other stuff that you just mentioned that we're trying to do but so i'm trying to understand how are you thinking about like the business outcomes of these user groups because i mean on the surface it's like Yes, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like I love right. it. You know, but like, what's it know. doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if I were to think about it, I would be thinking about, because we have this thing called uh, account-based marketing, ABX. And today, all of my webinars uh, are pushed into, uh, uh, because I use Zoom, and I it's called a marketing webinar, and, and I use just that marketing Zoom, and that's pushed into Salesforce. So anybody that attends my webinar goes into Salesforce and then into Tableau, and any opportunity that's been created from uh, uh, f- from any opportunity in Salesforce that's been created, uh, the community shows that we do today is one aspect of a, an engagement action. So I, one, get influenced revenue that's that's said okay those shows are influencing revenue on net new renewals you know uh expansion etc and so i think of it that way so i think oh my god like if i had user groups you know there's people inviting other people and, and from a business standpoint i want to be pushing that into our abx model right or a- account-based yep. marketing mar- model um so I'm just wondering, like, how are you thinking about that? Are you there yet? You know, I don't know. Like, I just, I get very excited about it. But I also want to make sure we try to think about, like, you know, the higher level stuff. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, it's a great call out, right? Um, I'm not a fan of engagement for the sake of engagement. Whenever yeah, somebody comes exactly. to me and says, okay, we want to drive engagement. My first question is why? Like, what yeah. is that engagement going to do for you? And so the way that we're thinking about user groups they are primarily customer focused. Um, and so we're really looking at it as part of our retention and expansion motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple things, you know, one, you always do the surveys and we want to show that these things are having a positive impact on customer sentiment and how they're feeling about Zendesk and how, you know, capable they feel with learning the tool. Um, we do look at revenue generation too, just like you were saying about pushing things over to Salesforce. We track those events and we do see it as something that helps us to have a touch point that often can drive people to expansion. I mean, you think about it, a lot of what we're talking about at these things is they're getting ideas from other people of how they're using the tool. They're understanding the capabilities other people have deployed. They're looking at the apps or the add-ons or things like that that other users are using and learning how to do it. And ultimately that should lead 
to some of those people further expanding their accounts and further extending their usage because they've learned those things. And so we definitely have brought it into our like event attribution model. Awesome. Um, And to your point, there may be prospects that show up. There may be trials that show up and, you know, they want to get a feel for how other people are using it, how happy people are, what resources they're going to have. And so we're looking at all of those things um, to make sure that we're tracking it. Another piece that I'm looking at in the longer run is how we can start drawing content from the meetups. So we do get recordings. There's a lot of great Q&A. And I'm working with the knowledge management team to think about like, how can we take some of the Q&A and discussion that's happening at these events and turn this into help center articles. And then how can we measure the impact of those articles? And and so it's just another way that that brings it into the business. And that's been the key, you know, our theme here is sort of talking about this whole ecosystem of community and how it all plays together. And to your point, a lot of people are like, well, wait, so you've got this program and this program and this program and you get this forum and like, why are you doing all this stuff? And it's, it is to connect these dots of, the more people build a relationship at a meetup, the more likely they are to answer that user in the forum, which helps deflect tickets. The conversations become content, which helps deflect tickets. The interactions become customer satisfaction building and retention. And then all of this ultimately should lead to customers who are happier, who stick around longer and who use more of the tool and expand more. And then I also mentioned that we've launched this brand advocate program and that's part of it too. As we go through all these places, like each one of these are places to recruit people for the other programs. And the idea is that everybody finds the right place for them. You know, if they're really into talking to other people, maybe it's a user group. If they're really into doing like writing out, you know, instructions on how to do things and sharing their knowledge with people, maybe it's the forum. Um, For a lot of people, it might be brand advocacy, maybe getting tapped to speak or be a referenceable customer, or maybe they want to go help things go viral on social media and they want to go retweet us all the time or something. And so that brand advocacy program is also part of it where somebody may come into the user group to just sort of like build up their network or like see how other people use Zendesk and they may discover, oh, there's this cool brand advocacy program I could go be part of. And, And that all has impacts too. And so that's where it's been really interesting to, over the course of several years, build up all these programs that kind of play together and then help people start finding their way kind of through our little neighborhood of different things they can do so they can find like where they want to most engage and and participate. And then to your point, making sure we're measuring the business impacts and outcomes of every one of those activities and really thinking about, okay, what does this do besides just help the user? Not that helping the user is not important because it it definitely is. Well, and that's like I mean, the that's, core of all of it, right? That's the core of all of it. But, you know, like then you got to prove it out just like every other part of our business is proving their worth out and things like that. Yep. We have to do the same thing, you know, no longer, you know, uh, is it okay to say we're building content, we're building, you know, engagement things you know, and things like that. Like that's just your job. And, you know, yeah. you mentioned that all these programs, you build programs because people engage in different ways. People sometimes yes. want to be on webinars. Sometimes they just want to do Q and A. Sometimes they want to do, you know, user groups. Sometimes they want to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's just not everybody wants to do it all, and not everybody wants to uh, engage in every little thing. You just got to find that, and each person is just different, you know. And and you know, this I, we could keep going on and on, and we will go on and on every uh, week or so to continue these conversations but Nicole this was complete this was insightful to me and helpful to me and and I'm sure it was insightful to um, our listeners so thank you so much 
Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I think for our next episode, we should talk about some of the things that you're thinking about and like, you know, where either you're running into hurdles, the ways that yeah. you're thinking through things and kind of unpack that. Cause I just gave the view of, Hey, I've done all of this stuff and here's how yeah. we've built it up. I think it could be cool to look from the other side and be like, okay, so what is it like when you're in the building, when you're, you're putting it all together? I like it. I like it. Um, right. well, thanks for tuning in to another peers over beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks. Talk soon.